Hello and welcome to Geeks from the Multiverse. I'm Matt. With me is John. What's up, y'all? And we're here to take over the multiverse. Hey, hey. Uh, sorry, no, sorry. No, I am just kind of channeling that Far Cry episode. Yeah, I know you are, but relax, man. We're, we got a whole nother program to, for you guys. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. But we are going to be talking about villains in this episode, which is going to be an awesome conversation. But before we get to that, we do have a special guest with us, which is one of our friends, Greg Lesko. What's up, Greg? Hi. I am Greg. I am a music buff. I like old school video games, Nintendo, Sega. Uh, I make a bunch of images currently for games that don't really exist, but it would be cool if they did. That's so, for like Nintendo. Yeah, right. Nintendo, Game Boy. Uh, I go all the way up to like GameCube, Nintendo 64, even some uh, Virtual Boy games. So, Greg, what like what kind of games in particular? Like, what's an example of one? Um, well. A lot of them, you think of like new movies, and it's just like, oh, what what would that have been like if it got the Nintendo treatment back in the day? So, I mean, I've done things from Clueless to Face Off to uh, Harry Potter to pretty much anything you can imagine nowadays, what it would be like as a as an old Nintendo game. Hmm. I've, I'm, one of my favorite ones that I did was LL Cool J Teaches Math. <laughs> so actually, I'd be I'd be curious if you could actually do one for us, maybe one of these days. Um, that would be I could do that in like fifteen minutes. Okay, well then we should you should definitely do that because I'd love to see it. Uh, yeah. Okay then. So yeah, the other one I did recently was um, Allstate Mayhem. That guy Mayhem from Allstate. Oh yeah, yep, yeah. Yep, he, yep. he got a Game Boy game. <laughs> yep, mayhem, like, Mayhem the game. I, <laughs> and I actually made screenshot images, quote unquote. Of the game. Hmm. So, yeah, that one was, uh, I had a lot of fun with that one. Okay. All right. All right. So, so, man, I heard we got some news, buddy. We do have some news. Welcome to Multiverse Studios. With me now is Matt Gunther and myself, John Lally, and we have our special guest, Greg Lesko, as always. So, some news coming from, I believe it's Variety, uh, wrote an article recently about the Incredible Hulk movie going to Disney+. And the rumors basically are that the rights for Hulk have reverted back to Marvel. And nothing, I guess, has been confirmed yet, but it's cool that finally, you know, since 2008, that the Incredible Hulk movie is back in Marvel. I, so in I'm a, so you know I, mean? I know what you mean, yeah. but I think the, the stupid part of this whole thing is that they're now waiting to do this, and they could have already made movies with Mark Ruffalo solely on like right you know that scene what was it in um age of ultron right like when he leaves like all that time and ragnarok like that would have been a great movie to have now like or even well back like in during right. like the end game you know series and everything else because now it doesn't make any sense so like just to throw it in there right because i mean like you you did the whole black widow thing right because you know granted she's dead right so sorry spoiler alert but you know it doesn't make any sense to now throw in a movie, you know, with him in it and 
to just show like what he's done now. Because like if you saw the She-Hulk, right? Because we all, I don't know if you've seen well, it. I but, saw She-Hulk. Okay, because it doesn't make any sense. I got so, my like, own comments about yeah, that, but that's for a later day. No, but you know what I mean? Like it doesn't make any sense to me like to just throw him in there now and to do it now. I mean, it's great. Like, for example, like I know you and I were talking and, and Greg as well, like the whole Namor thing, you know, like you can and at least expand upon that. But if there's other characters, sure, you can bring them in and you can start like bringing them into the MCU. But it doesn't make any sense to like it only focuses on the Hulk. You know what I mean? Because now it doesn't make any sense, especially with moving forward. Well, and it's tough because when Universal owns the rights, they're only leasing rights for those particular movies. So they can't really expand upon Hulk the way they want to. But there was there have been rumors for probably over a year now from Disney saying that they were going to trade most of the shares from Hulu to Universal for both Hulk and Namor because of how poorly um, Hulu has been doing. So another thing that I wanted to mention, too, is I heard that um, Disney is actually trying to combine Disney Plus and Hulu to be one service at some point. So I don't know how well that's actually going to work, though. You know what I mean? Because especially if Disney and Hulu are going to somehow merge, it's like the whole T-Mobile Sprint thing, right? Like, that made sense for them, but I don't think Disney Plus and Hulu and then giving them the shares to do that. I think I think Disney ditching Hulu and getting Hulk and Namor would be a better financial gain for them because Hulu's losing money because they're losing they're they're losing subscribers exponentially. Well, and gain you know gaining the rights for Hulk and Namor would allow them to I mean essentially gain billions back. Right, but like, okay, cool. Universal owns it now. They're going to change Hulu to, I don't know, Universal Plus or whatever the heck they make it. You know, into that that you know um, online streaming service. But um, you know, if you if you saw what Disney Plus did, out of all the streaming services, right? I mean, Disney Plus isn't going to go anywhere. Like, it's not going to go away anytime soon because it has those subscribers. It has all like a lot of new content usually coming in with Marvel, Star Wars, things of that nature. But the fact that they were one of the very few to even start the whole, um, like, showing a, a movie, like, a month earlier. You know what I'm saying? Like, that yeah. was kind of like an added bonus. Like, okay, that's cool. Like, you don't have to go to the movie theaters. You can just literally wait a month, and then, boom, you can literally watch it at your home. No problem. Granted, yeah, you're paying for it. But it's much easier to do that than, like, go to the movie theaters nowadays. Yeah, and I don't, I don't I mean, I don't think Disney is looking at getting rid of all of their shares. I think it was just a majority. So I think Disney would still be oh, like a, in like a percentage. with, yeah, I think Disney would still be in with Hulu, but Universal would be right, the main primary. Priority. Yeah. But right now they're just rumors, you know, but that was supposed to happen, you know, June, July of this year. So I guess time will tell whether or not Universal gave the rights for Hulk to back to Marvel or if, if it was just for that movie, but... Right now, the movie is streaming on Disney Plus, so that's a good sign. So I actually have an interesting theory. What if? Okay. Oh yeah. What if um, they did the same thing with Spider Man, but with Hulk, and they brought in Eric Bana, Edward Norton, and him? Like, what if? What if they had like a multiversal kind of way to do that? Because they they are doing it right now. I know it's it is it's a little weird. I understand. It's but. A, it's a little weird, but you know, it's it's unusual. But I mean, I, I have I have to happen to think that with the Captain America now Brave New World instead of what it was before, 
Uh, New World. Wait a minute. It changed from New World Order to Brave it did. New World. So it's it's Brave New World now. Um, <laughs> as as silly as it is, it, it's almost Aladdin like to me. But I was um, just about to say that. I was just gonna say, oh, <laughs> New, New World. <laughs> um, but it's it's Brave New World. But with Captain America Four, I'll put it that way. With Captain America Four, it is supposed to have a lot of those Incredible Hulk. You know characters in that movie so the timing of this is is really interesting well because they're introducing harrison ford right in this movie it's harrison ford but it's it's also general ross it's betty ross like a lot of those characters abomination is supposed to also be in this like a lot of those characters from incredible hulk are in this movie well especially with you know the guy who played general ross well he's he was secretary of state ross at the time but he'll be President Ross in that movie. Oh, yeah, great. Yeah, he just moved up on the ranks, you know. He's just apparently you just start out as a general, you go to Secretary of State and you become president. You didn't know? But he is <laughs> he is rumored to be Red Hulk in that movie. I would love to see how Harrison Ford does it because uh, again, he's uh, he's up in his he's 80 something years old. And they right? showed an image. Granted, you can kind of only see a little bit of the pants, but the pants were clearly like ravaged, ripped. Again, this is all going to be CGI. Like, this, <laughs> this is not... Right, but having him have, like, ripped pants as president, it, it was clear, like, it wasn't just, like, battle damage. Like, it was something else. Oh, yeah. No. So, a lot of this is rumors, but I guess we'll kind of leave it at that. Like, time will tell whether or not Marvel does have the rights for Hulk. I'm... <laughs> yeah, I'm skeptical. We'll, we'll I'm see. I'm skeptical, but I'm, I'm hopeful that they do because... I personally always have loved the Hulk and Marvel having those rights back. They can actually finally do Hulk the right way and make his character the way it should be instead of what we've seen thus far. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, at the end of the day, it's really going to be Disney making that like that huge Disney decision that they always do. And they're like, okay, well, you know what? We're going to throw everyone for a loop and then let's actually like do something completely different, which that's going to be something I'm going to be curious with Brave New World since, you know, are they going to introduce more characters or are they just going to stick with, you know, with the original? And that's and the thing. It, you know, if they have rights for Hulk, are they going to actually show a legit like interpretation? Right, an interpretation that should Comic be Comic book Hulk. accurate Hulk. Right, and not the MCU version of what Hulk is. And we, yes, we all know it's not, <laughs> it's no. not the greatest. No. But, um, yes, Matt, this is the time for villains. For villains. All right. So I have a couple of villains that I think are the best. I also have one that, even though for me, like, I'm trying to look at villains that I think, who is the absolute worst villain? And I definitely had one that, like, I kind of thought of, even though it comes from a parody movie. So he's he's bad on purpose. So I'm going to take one guess. Okay. You're never going to guess who this person is. No, I'm not taking it about, I'm not talking about the worst, but... I feel like one of them has something to do with the Terminator. One of them does, actually. Oh, not surprising, especially since we talked about an episode <laughs> based on that. So, you know what? Let's let our guest start off with the villains that he decided to choose. Well, see, like I said, you know, I'm all over the place with mine. I, um, I, I did. I got a little something for everybody, if you think about it. Uh, and you'll see what I mean. So my first one... Um, probably the, the most sci-fi movie that I could pick on here was from The Faculty. And it was, uh, 
the girl Mary Beth, who she you know she comes in, she's the new girl in school, and she's trying to befriend everybody from every clique, every walk of life. She wants to be friends with everybody who is known. You're right. Uh, that sounds awful. It, <laughs> That sounds terrible. <laughs> well, so she got everybody fooled, but come to find out she's this like alien that's trying to take over the entire school, the entire town, the pretty much the world, you know, and she's starting out here. And the, one of the quotes that they say in it was they're just like, oh, you know, if you're going to take over the world, are you going to kick in the door, you know, um, you know, like men in black style Independence Day? Are you going to kick in the front door of the White House or are you going to sneak in the back door? And they're in the middle of Ohio in this little town. And so that actually brings up a really good point. Like, would you really want to make a big spectacle out of it? Or would you want to try to just, you know, be sneaky about it and start small? So I actually never seen this movie. Oh, it's one of my favorites. It, it, what, back in, what, what, what age? 99. Oh, oh, right before the millennia. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> okay, so I know, I mean, no, that's interesting because I, I've never heard of it. So that's why I'd, I'd be curious to, you know, maybe see it and yeah. see what. You know, well, I kind of just spoiled about. it, but I mean, sorry, uh, spoiler. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert. If you've never seen it, but still a fun movie to watch. It's literally uh, an all-star cast, if you will, from the time. Uh, Elijah Woods in it. Oh wow, uh, young Elijah Woods. Oh right? yeah, young Elijah Wood. Yeah. Um, uh, Josh Hartnett's in it. Okay. Uh, Jordana yeah. Brewster's in it. I I actually don't know who that is, but you, you never seen any of the Fast movies? Oh, you Fast Furious? Yeah. Yeah. No, I have. Yeah. With Mia Toretto. Oh, 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 okay. But so I didn't know the the name yeah. of the actress. So okay, yep, that makes sense. Um, oh, and um, Robert Patrick's in it. What what was he in? I I, I come I, on, John. I, I, I have to think about. It. Like, <laughs> tell me what was he in? I don't know. I think I might just leave him and let him figure it out himself. <laughs> come on, that, that's not that's it's evil tea. Evil tea. Oh. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Again, guys. Like I said, I I never said I remember every movie, but I, again, some of the actors I know and some I don't. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So he he he's fun. He's awesome in that. He plays the football coach, mm. and he is hard as nails. Of course he is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yep. So the the if you want me to keep going, actually, you know what? I'm gonna let we're gonna we're going around the table. Why, why don't you go, Matt? Why don't you hear me? Let's do the first one then. Well, since you spoiled one of mine already, oh, I'm sorry. I will go with you know, obviously one of the ones that I think is like one of the best you know villains that I've seen in you know movies, because this is where mine's from, is you know Skynet slash Terminators. Um, oh, sorry. You know, so you're talking about this, the whole thing, not just the one thing. Well, because Terminators are ultimately controlled by Skynet. So yeah, I'm talking the whole the whole big picture. Well, I'm pretty sure you said in a later, or actually an earlier episode, you said, why can't we just start Skynet now and let the world be taken over by Skynet, if I'm not mistaken? But bring it on. Bring it on, baby. (laughs) Um, But, you know, when, you know, it's ultimately like, when you think of Terminator, it's really like a story that's our own demise, right? Like, we created AI, and then AI just takes over and... Wants to kill humanity. Kind of sounds like what's going on nowadays. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I'm not gonna say words. But you know, <laughs> when when Skynet, like when we turn on Skynet, you know, not us, but them. When they turn on Skynet, no, when Matt turns on Skynet, <laughs> it it, it, it becomes okay. self-aware, and it immediately launches every single nuke from around the world. And if you think about that, like every single nuclear weapon is launched simultaneously at targets 
around the world. You do realize there was a war based on this, right? <laughs> I mean, this is Terminator, so no, I know, but like for real, like I mean, this this could have happened if this was really the case, though. But that that's the scary part of this whole thing, right? And they, you know, according to the movies, Skynet literally kills over three billion people. Right, and now we're at what eight billion right now, so that'd be you know third or maybe like almost half, you know, or yeah. I'd say like a third maybe of the population. And if if that wasn't enough, Skynet then creates machines to go and kill the rest of humanity. Oh, and in our other episode when we talked about the theory between Matrix and that, right, you could say that they created an actual virtual reality for the humans that they now enslaved. Right. But we're not going to. You can go back to that episode (laughs) and and listen to it. But, you know, they actually created, you know, cybernetic machines to hunt down the rest of humanity. You know, and it wasn't just like the Terminators that you see in Terminator and Terminator 2. They had, you know, AI-controlled, you know, helicopters and, and aircraft. They also had, um, like, walking-type larger machines. Um, They captured humans. And they also evolved these machines to be infiltrators. So they created artificial skin to put over these machines to blend in with humans to kill them more efficiently. No, I, I agree. I mean, it, it, it's scary that it, it became that way, and it was like it's you don't know ever, who's who. It's this ever-evolving, like, AI that, like, it didn't stop with just metal endoskeleton. They created liquid metal, which is probably, like, one of the scariest things because when you watch Terminator 2, granted, they had a metal factory in that place. I don't know of a metal factory around here, but if a if a... T-1000 walked up in this place, we're all dead. I've already said in a lot of the episodes previously, like, I don't know what you would do. Like, there is no battle strategy behind this. We played one round of uh, Breakpoint. Was it Breakpoint? Yeah, it was Breakpoint, yep. And they have a, a Terminator mode on that game. It's ridiculous. And it was ridiculous because these things, like, even though they give you a weapon... That is supposed to kill. No, it takes like. It took multiple shots from this weapon. And I, th- and I believe this weapon was a sniper rifle. It was. It was like a cybernetic <laughs> sniper, sniper rifle. So you could shoot it for long distance. But I think the, the issue was it wasn't like fully automatic. It was no, semi automatic. No. It was like boom, boom, boom. Like, so it wasn't like continuous automatic and everything else. But the, the, I think the issue with that mode was the fact that. They had more of an advantage. It didn't matter where you were. They right. would find you. But And I think that that's like the most realistic thing, though, is, is that the Terminators just didn't, like, they didn't stop. No, and they kept they going. They kept going and going and going. And that's like this, just the reality of that situation. And I get it, like, Terminator 2, like, they had Arnold, and Arnold's also a Terminator. But, like, you're talking like a liquid metal. You can't shoot them. No, and that's the thing. And if if they they use their you know their bodies to like create like the what the was stabbing it? weapon, the stabbing yeah. weapon, like no, you can't do anything with that. I mean, in Terminator that, Three, they can actually make more complex like machinery. Yeah, so it's like 
So it was harder. I'm done. To, I'm yeah. laying down here, <laughs> and you can just do what you need to. Because <laughs> I'm dead there. Just uh, uh, Father in the heaven. No. Here's, yeah. <laughs> Here's no. my white flag. I'm I'm good. <laughs> no, not John Connor. <laughs> not John Connor. I am not John Connor. No. I mean, and I agree. I mean, Terminator is definitely a. I mean, so like if if you're basing it off the whole thing, then yes, Terminators. I would say that villains wise, yes, it's definitely a good one to to mention. And the one thing that I didn't say, they also use time travel. Well, so and that's a big one. Time travel, like if it wasn't enough that they killed three billion people, they made machines to go hunt the rest of humanity. They also time traveled back in time to kill specific targets that they needed to kill. Yeah, I mean... Unbelievable. Like, yeah, I just... It, it's like that theory on... Um, it's it, it, To me, it'd be like the butterfly effect, right? Because, like, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, and I hate... You know, I don't want to, like, make it a whole thing, but, like, like if you kill Adolf Hitler as a baby, right? Like, what would be the, the, the devastating effects of that? So, like, imagine if this... You know, these individuals were actually going back in time and, like, killing off, like, certain, let's say, key members of history... Who knows what the world would have been right. like and, and so on and so forth. So. He, I mean, you'd have to go back and, and kill Adolf, and then you end up having to go back and kill somebody else and then right. kill somebody, you know. So and you have to keep, keep going, going back. back and do, you know, changing small little things. But that's why, for me, like Skynet and Terminator is one of those ultimate because it it's one of those villains that's like what they did and what they're capable of doing, there's no human emotion and there's almost no stopping it. And the worst part about it, we created it. Maybe not us. No, no, no. Not physically us, no. Ultimately. What'd you do, Lally? What'd you do? <laughs> why, why, why'd you do that? <laughs> Ultimately, humans created it. And right. we created our, you know, humans created their own demise. I, right. And I, I agree with that. I do. Um, so, you know what, Matt? I'm going to get you a guess on one of. One of my villains, okay? Since I guessed one of yours, what do you think one of mine would be? Justin Bieber. <laughs> you know, I love how you think Justin Bieber is this bad guy. I mean, you know, whatever. But no, that's no, not. Wait, he's no. not? What? You're saying that he's a terrible person? Is that what you're saying? So who's your villain? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, because he's not going to guess. Um, so I'm going to save one of my best ones for last, me personally. Um so I'm going to go, I'm going to, for mine are more like comic book based. I, I just, I'm going to go there, right? Because I'm not saying that I don't like any like movie villains and things like that. You guys can do that. I'm going to go more um, comic book based. But I would say for Marvel, uh, I, of course, I would think everyone would probably agree that Thanos would be a very good villain, right? And the reason why I say this is because, I mean, of course, you can look at the MCU, you can look at comics, you can look at whatever, right? So the man had this complex, like a very superiority complex of, okay, how do I control the universal population as a whole, right? So he's like, okay, you know what? You know what? I'm going to eliminate half of the population in all of the galaxy, not in Earth, everywhere. Didn't matter, okay? So the fact that it, when we see it in Infinity War and we see it in Endgame, you know, and, you know, his, his mind is so, it's like warlike, Right, because like he, of course, with him being from Titan and everything else, like he, he literally killed his own race. Like he, he just destroyed everybody. He didn't. He had no emotional attachment. Nothing. Literally, was like, 
I don't care. I'm just going to do it because if it's more for the sake of how can we control the overall population and how can we survive for future generations? And so with his complex, yeah, it, it was legit mass ma- genocide. Like that was his legit goal and that's what he was doing. But I think when you look at him as a villain, it, I mean, he took down like four Hulk cap iron. Like he took, it was one person. Like he did all these guys and gals that were going against him, like had no chance at the time. Like in the, and even in infinity yeah. war, there was no way in, 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 you know, that place um, <laughs> to, you know, to basically like take him down. There was no way because they didn't know exactly how to do it. And so, when you look at him as a character, and especially in the comic book, so like of course his main goal was to get all the Infinity Stones, right, and get the Infinity Gauntlet and, and, and use it into his abilities. But even without the gauntlet, the dude was strong. Like he could take on the Hulk like it was no problem. He could beat the crap out of him, have no issues whatsoever. He didn't need the gauntlet. That was the one thing I thought was interesting when, you know, you look at the Hulk where, you know, Yes, it's all gamma radiation. It's all this and that. And, like, you know, the more you hit him, the more angry he gets, the more stronger he gets, so on and so forth. But he didn't have to be mad. He could be completely calm and, like, hit you, and he could beat the crap out of him. And I hate saying it, but it was true. But it's like, you know, when you look at, like, all the, like, famous, um, like, generals or, like, you know, warlike leaders and stuff in history, like, he just reminds me of, like, you look at like Kangas Khan or like uh, Alexander the Great or some of these other ones that are like, you know, very well known and they've taken over like all these particular spots in history. Like this guy was willing to go above and beyond. And I mean, granted, it didn't really help when he had an army or his like children of Thanos. You know, I thought that was a little, a little stupid in my opinion with his, you know, the name of it. But like, I think as a, as a villain, like that's, that's one person that at least you can like say, you know what? I'm going after him. Like he's like, you know, the main per, uh, antagonist of a movie or, or just, or a comic book series or whatever. But I think he did a really good job on, he, he made clear intentions. He made it so that way pretty much he was like, Hey, this is what I'm doing, man. Whether you like it or not, this is how I'm going to do it. I mean, he was willing to give up everything. Now granted he was humble at the very end, you know, and then of course Thor cut his head off, but you know, <laughs> yeah. it was the end of that. But yeah. I think as a whole, like as a villain, I think he it was really well portrayed as as a character, right? Because that is really what you need. You need a good story, and you need a good clear intentions on what they're trying to do. Very few villains can do that. Now I know there's a lot of people have debated back and forth whether Thanos was right or wrong. Where 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 do you sit with that? <laughs> Of course, you asked me the hard question. <laughs> so reality is this, right? So if you're trying to eliminate the population as a whole, okay, I don't agree with genocide, plain and simple. I mean, granted, do we have an overpopulation issue on, the, on planet Earth? Yes. There will be a time where we're going to have too many people on this planet, and we're going to need to start looking out and, and venture off to different planets or, or do something like that. I don't think if we keep growing as a population – Okay, so if China, India, like those are the two biggest populations on this planet. Okay, if if they keep growing and we keep growing, I mean, granted, China already has a um, population control. Like they, I, I don't like 
bother doing it, but they're basically getting rid of all the, you know, the the female, you know, children and stuff like that. But they're they're keeping it, you know, controlled in a sense because they're only I think they're only allowed to have like one child. They rather have more male children to carry on the air. But the issue is, is oh wait, you need females <laughs> to produce the the population. Just saying. Um, but I think as a whole, I don't I don't necessarily agree with, um, you know, the way he did it. There probably could have been another way, but I mean, unfortunately, the way he did it, you know, it it unfortunately I hate saying it, but it made sense. You know, I'm not saying I agree with what he did and how he got to to do it, but I do understand why he did it because as a, as a whole, yes, we, there was an overpopulation, and there and there probably would be, and there'd be more continuous. So there's only so much you can do, but how do you control that? You can't, and and he was playing God. Ultimately, he was yeah. playing a god, and that's what he was trying to accomplish, and he did, you know. But at the end of the day, no, I, d- I do not agree with how he got to that end state, you know. Granted, yeah, he was just chilling on a farm, and he's just doing his own thing at the very end. But like that doesn't that doesn't mean anything to anybody else. There's, I mean, all the Avengers were like, "Where the hell is he?" You know, like, what can we do to <laughs> to take him down? You know, so that then when they found him, they're like, "Okay, we got you." And then, of course, they had to go back in time and, you know, do all right. this other stuff. But, yeah. I mean, I think, I think on the, for the most part, I, th- I would agree with you. And as, as far as, you know, innocence and people that, you know, not everybody. No. But I, I think that's where his plan was flawed. Was it was, it was clearly just everybody. Well, right. And, and not, no. not that I condone, like, people need to die. But I think... There are certain enemies and certain. So you're talking about like the the moral standards of like right. guilty versus innocence and and stuff like that. Right. Okay. Um, you know whether they're deserving or undeserving. You know, obviously Thanos and and I or anybody here, we can't weigh that. No, that, there's no way. I don't think there's any measurable amount that you could do that with, personally. I and I do. You know, I like like you said. I I do know. You know where he's coming from what his goal was what he was the way i think just the way he went about it was was completely yeah it was completely misguided i would say yeah i mean it was pretty much since he was a child when he was on his home planet is why he decided to think all this and then he wanted to impress you know physical representation of death you know to be oh let me kill people for you she's like oh i love you and you're like wait what like, I don't understand this, but that was, you know, the way it was portrayed. But I'm like, no, like, that's not how you do this. This is not how it needs to happen in, in, in a, the way they did it. But anyways, Greg, what's your second one? What you got? Um, I'm actually going to go with Green Goblin. Mm. Yeah. Hold um, on. Question for you. Movies. Oh, okay. There you go. That's what I was going to ask. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Willem Dafoe. There you go. That's a good one. Yep. I love his portrayal of that. Um, Absolutely. Both in the... Uh, the the Sam Raimi trilogy, Raimi, Raimi, whichever one it is. Raimi, it's okay. Okay, um, in in that, and then also in um, in No Way Home. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I I love how he came back, or and you know he wanted to do that role again. He said, you know, he 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 had to do that, and that was tailor made for him. I love how he did it. So my question to you is: is when you look at the the original trilogy and you looked at No Way Home, which representation do you like better? Of like how he portrayed Green Goblin, because I I will admit that in No Way Home, 
it was the raggedy, you know, yeah. looking way of doing it. But it was interesting at the end, you know, what how he did. But I'm curious. My my first thought seeing him in that was, hey, he's got his uh, he's got his you know original outfit, the the tattered clothes and the purple, you know, and yeah. But uh, I got to go with the trilogy because it kind of gives it shows how he came to be. Mm. Yeah, no, um, you're right. You know, and he was he was such a well mannered guy. That's why I mean, Willem Dafoe killed it because he was such a well mannered guy, and you know, he had his troubles like everybody else does. I mean, I'm not going to go out on a glider and start throwing pumpkin bombs everywhere. No, But you know, it showed how he came to be, um, and I I really like how they did that. You know, and um, he just you wanted to really, really hate him, but at the same time, you knew he was going through his own stuff. I, I, now, this is just an impression, but I always love when he go Spider Man, you know, and he would like uh, that really like creepy, you know, voice. Yeah, I always love to laugh. <laughs> it's like, ah, you know, I can't do the laugh. No, but like the the Spider Man. Now you know, you know, it was like this weird kind of way. He was Italian. Spider Man. Now you know. He does terrorize New York. How like, you doing? Hey, <laughs> hey, you know, it's me. Mario. Spider-Man, Paisano. <laughs> it's the Green Mario. It's the Green, green. Mario. <laughs> he's like, oh, he no, throws, it's, oh, no, he's he throws mushrooms. mushroom bombs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's goblin mushrooms. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Would he be Mario or Luigi? <laughs> or was it uh, Waluigi? Waluigi? Waluigi. Woo! Sorry. <laughs> Anyways. No, I, I agree that, you know, William Defoe, like, if you had somebody else play him, it would have been a discredit. Oh, yeah. Especially in, like, in No Way Home, because if they didn't have the original actors in that movie playing those specific, you know, villains, no way in the world would that movie would have been that successful, like, the way it was. Yeah, especially Doc Ock in that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Alfred Molina, like, returning yeah. as as yeah. Doc Ock, like. No, no, he killed it. I mean, yeah. it, it, but you couldn't think of anyone else to play him, right? Because those are the iconic roles that I feel – you know, unfortunately, like when you look at like um, like kid, you know, stars or whatever, like when they're younger, like yeah. they, when they play that one role, and then they get they get older, and you're like, hey, aren't you that kid from this? Typecast. Like, they're typecast. Yeah, well, that's what it is. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if if now, like, he's like, oh yeah, I played in other movies. No, 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 you're you were Doc Ock, and you're like, well, that's not the only thing I played in, but like, but that's your most famous role, right? right? You know. And I'll I will say this, even though you know we are talking about Green Goblin, I'm so glad that. Jamie Foxx's character wasn't blue. So, yes, and I was going to say, it's interesting how they, they did the original, like, the, the old school way of doing it, but it was different in the, you know, his, like, little star-looking, like, electro style yeah. or whatever with the green suit. Um, I, I think it could have been a little bit, you know, probably a little bit better. If, like, if they wanted to go old school comics, they could have had, like, the, the, the weird-looking yeah. mask or whatever, but, I mean, I get it. It, it is what it is. At, at least he wasn't blue. Uh, that's all. I mean, uh, true. I mean, when true. he when he was blue, it, he looked weird. Uh, yes. No. no, no you're right. Weird. You're right. All right, Matt. But Green Goblin is is pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got to give uh, Sandman uh, honorable mention because that was good too. Like, how yeah. how do you beat that? You know, he turns into a huge fist and just slams down on Spider Man. Spider Man. <laughs> It's a me. All right, we're moving on. Anyways, I can't take I can't take any more of that weird. Oh, oh, really? Okay, impressionist. Go ahead, Mario Goblin, whatever you want to call it. Oh, Mushroom bombs. That's <laughs> no, it's okay. Go ahead. All right, so I only have two, so this is my second one. But hands down, I think one of my favorites is Jason Voorhees from Friday the Thirteenth, and 
Um, Not Freddy? N- well, Freddy's good, too, but... J- oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Everything in a mask is better. Okay, yep, got it. Jason Voorhees is... I think he's just on a whole different level, and in one of the comic books, um, it's actually in a much later one. It's it's Jason versus... It's Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Ah, okay. Um, they did make a movie, Freddy versus Jason. But they never made it with that comic. But there's all... Th- there, there was another one that was made with, which includes Ash from Evil Dead. Yes. And in this comic, it actually is revealed that his mother read the, the Necronomicon to bring Jason back to life. Ah, okay. Okay. So, technically, Jason is, he's dead, but he's also not dead. Because he was raised by the Necronomicon. So it's going to sound a little weird, but it's still on Jason. Is there, I can't remember which Jason movie it was, but there was one scene where this guy, it was like a, like a college frat boy or whatever, and they're like making fun of whatever at the time. And I think they were like, you know, pissing, or sorry, you know, peeing in a, like in a field, right? So, um, you know, they're standing there and they're like, you know, talking to each other. And then all of a sudden Jason comes out of nowhere. And then they're like, what are you looking at, bro? You know, and they're like, like, you know, shove off. And like, of course he goes right behind them and he just like physically changes his head 180. And I'm like, I was like, it was kind of funny in that moment, but I, I, but it was just like, that was the most randomest thing you could do. Just like literally turn this guy's head 180 out of clear, like out of pure strength. It's, it's funny. Cause in a lot of the movies, like there are so many random Jason kills, and I think by far one of like the the most popular and to me one of the most funniest, and it's it's weird to say it, but one of the most funniest, he legitimately walks up to somebody in a sleeping bag. He picks it up and slams it several times against a tree. What? <laughs> I I kid you not. This is this is one of the things that he does. Um but if you've never seen a Friday the 13th, um the first Friday the 13th doesn't even have Jason in it because it's basically the story of his mother and she's basically a psycho. Um and she's the one, you know, killing the counselors for her son drowning in the lake. Because they were all off having sex. That is the gist of the movie. And we don't actually see Jason until kind of the much later movies. Um, but if it is true that Jason was raised from the Necronomicon, um, it goes with the fact that like the actual director says that he never wrote in how Jason could be killed. And much, much later, he actually does confirm that Jason is a, a what they call a deadite from Evil Dead. Mm. Okay. Um, but as you can tell with how many Friday the 13th movies there are, he never actually dies. And he's been chained underwater. He's been burned. He's been, I mean, you name it. He's been in space. <laughs> hey, remember, I think there was one time that we were talking about like 
you know, how much I hated Chucky. Like, I just wanted to, like, I told you, like, the step-by-step plan of what I wanted to do on how to kill him. And I feel like you just described, like, everything that I would try, and it wouldn't work. <laughs> so, really, if he was in outer space, then I don't know. Like, you might as well just send him on a rocket and, like, hope and pray to God that you're, you're sending him to the sun. I mean, I, maybe. I don't know. Like, I don't know how you'd kill him. You know, I, I agree. I mean, if, if it's one of those characters that you try everything and they still come back, I'm sorry. Like, there's, there's not much you could do at that point. I mean, essentially, yeah, there's really nothing, like, you can actually do against him because you can't do anything to destroy him. Well, what if, actually, what if you fed him to sharks? Like, Hank. Like, see, our mascot. Like, hey, why don't we feed him to sharks and see what happens? You know, I don't, he grow back? You know what I mean? Does he I have mean, like, I mean, with the little nubby teeth that he <laughs> that he has, I don't know if he would make, <laughs> I don't know if he'd really make that much damage. No, no, no I, I agree. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, a great white shark or something like that, if you, like, like found a way to, like, just throw him in and, like, have a shark right nearby, maybe. Who knows? And let, let, let's see if he, like, eats him up. Would he actually come back like in pieces, or would he, you know, get out of the shark stomach? I don't know. He's got he's a just, leg where his arm should be. His, <laughs> his head's down by his other leg. Yeah, he's just crawling. Yeah, I don't know. Head I mean, bones connected to the hip bone. Well, I mean, <laughs> that is, I mean, one of the interesting movies, and I forget the actual number of the movie because there's so many. But one of the interesting ones, they actually did lure him out in one of the movies, and they shot him up. They bring him to a morgue. And the whole movie is not actually him in the movie. It's like this worm thing that comes out of his mouth. And it, it, he goes, it goes into other people. So he basically, inf- like the evil infects other people, and they're walking around as Jason. That's weird. Um, I think that one was, so was that levels. Jason X? No, that was the one in space. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, um, I, know the, I know the one you're talking about. I think that's the one where it had the, um, the liquid nitrogen kill. Maybe Jason I goes to hell. That. that was is, is Jason goes to hell. Maybe, yeah. It sounds um, like. But it's not actually Jason in the movie. Like it's it's this the e basically the evil that's infecting other people, um, and they're walking around doing the kill. So I don't know if that would actually kill them or just kill the body that he's actually in. If that makes it clear. But that's why he's on my list because. He's one of those villains that, again, if you saw him walking up to you, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> I'm good. I'm done. <laughs> All right. So I would say my second one is, I would say Magneto. And granted, his whole backstory and everything else, like, if you guys have seen the comics and if you've seen the movies and stuff like that, um, he's very, he's a very strong individual. Okay, I mean, granted, with his magnetic abilities and, and what he can do and everything else with his, you know, mutant gene. But the fact that, I mean, it's kind of like Thanos in some regards. Not, not everything, but in the regards of, like, he's trying to save his race, right? He's trying to make sure that the mutant kind is still prospering, you know, kind of like the, the alternate version of, like, you know, uh, Professor X, but really more the sadistic side, you know, in the views of how he wants to play it. But Magneto, you know, I mean, in the movies, I mean, he seems a little soft. Like, he was a definitely he a soft He seems a little side. bit more subdued, but I think 
looking at comic books, I think he was willing to go whatever mile it took right. to make sure that mutants were on top. Whether it right. meant eradicating humans, <laughs> that's where that, that's where he would have went. Right, and, and, and you know that's not where it went. But no, 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 no. right. I mean, especially in um, you know Days of Future Past, right? So when he was like helping with Professor X and everything, like yes, that's a more subdued side. That's more of like a he's helping. Basically, just trying to save the the mutant race at that point. Common goal, right? But you know, really, in like the first couple of movies, like he didn't care. Like he was just like, "All right, listen, like I have goals, I have things that I want to do, and this is how I'm going to do it." And like, yeah, he was trying to get to that point. But I mean, he had a whole army of mutants behind him. Like he was recruiting people left and right. I mean, it didn't matter. Like a lot of people were following him. So he clearly is a great leader. Like he has been, and and especially in the comics, like. You know, he's one that you really don't want to, like, mess around with as much. I mean, especially, like, Wolverine. I mean, a guy who literally can come back from a drop of blood and come back as a, you know, as literally Wolverine. Like, if he's destroying him in an instant, you know, how can you go against a guy that literally can control, like, magnetism in a sense? Like, it's hard. Like, you know, and he yeah. can build those walls, build those things. But I think he's just, as a whole, like, he's – I mean – even on a list of like the top hundred villains, like he's up in the top five of like best villains of all time. Like he's that, you know, kind of person that is just really like that kind of villain that you'd want to have in a in a story in, or in a you know in a comic book or a movie or something like that. Because again, the best, in my opinion, the best villains always have clear intentions, always have a good backstory, and always have something that they're willing to do to make some kind of sacrifice, whether it's for the good or the bad of, of, of all, you know, in this case, humanity or whatever. Um, you know, when it comes to Magneto, I just, he's been one of my favorites. I mean, he's just been one of those guys that, you know, when he was, you know, a Holocaust survivor, like in the, in the comics, right. You know, he comes up and he of course meets professor X later on in life. Like he's, he's already been through a lot of stuff. Like I'm not saying he didn't start out being this bad guy. He was good and then became, the way he was later on in life, but it shows you that it doesn't matter whether you're good or bad. It shows you on how you get to that point, you know, because we all start out as innocent, you know, but we can become evil if things happen to us that makes us that way. Well, and a lot of this too, I think it's, it's a lot of perspective because, you know, like, like Thanos and, you know, Magneto and Green Goblin, you know, I mean, I can say Skynet. Skynet doesn't have <laughs> no, feelings, but like right, right. there, there's clear intentions. There's a mission, but like you look at also Darth Vader. Like, oh yeah, I know. Yeah, you're they're, right. they're not walking around going, "I'm the villain. I'm gonna do villain stuff." No, like, no, right? No, they have like what their intention on on what they think is right. It's it's realistically like point of view where we're saying what you're doing is wrong, but their point of view is, no, what I'm doing is right. What you're doing is wrong. Right. And I mean, and a lot of times they'll, they'll explain, you know, and it's always funny how like you always see the good guy and the bad guy, the bad guy always likes to explain why he's doing it. Like he would explain this and he doesn't care because he knows like what he's doing is right. And at the end of the day, like, you know, he's trying to say, you know, I'm trying to save the mutant race and, you know, I don't care how I have right. to do it. There just has to be more justification right. on their part. Like I'm saving the human, the the mutant race, so I have to do this, right, in order to to get to that ultimate goal. 
And the same with Darth Vader. Like, I have to kill the Jedi because they're evil. Even when the Jedi are, uh, you know, we're saving. Yeah, everybody. It everybody, just, yeah. not just, you know. Oh, yeah. No, I get but you. But it's, it's, it's a lot of perspective and, you know, yeah, you they know, don't think they're villains, but. Right. What's canon? What's not canon? You know, it just depends. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> go ahead, Greg. What's your third one? Uh, I'm going to leave it at the two that I, that I did. You know, those are the oh. two best ones that I can think of. Okay. I actually have one that I think was the worst. Um, I, I'll go with my first one that I wasn't going to go with, though, um, only because it comes from a parody movie, so I, that's why I didn't go with it. Um, it's actually from Spaceballs. That's why I didn't pick it. <laughs> and I, and I, I actually do think it's, it's, it's really bad because I, I question, what does he do? <laughs> because, and Greg, you're actually going to like this one, because... It was Pizza the Hut. Yes. Pizza the Hut. Yes. And I question <laughs> I, I question what a melting blob of pizza actually does. I can't. It, it makes me happy. Well, I know it, it makes <laughs> it makes you happy and it makes uh I don't know what the guy's name was. Did you have you seen the movie? Baseballs? Yeah. It's been a long time, but yeah. Um the silver guy that was his like second I don't know what the guy's name was, but he basically ate him in the limo. <laughs> Um, okay, okay, it was me, all right? It was me. <laughs> it was him. Greg, why did you eat him? But I was I, hungry. But, but that's why he would have made it on my list, because even as, a, even as a spoof movie, he's a melting blob of pizza. So, like, does he move? Does he have arms? I know he's supposed to be like Jabba the Hutt, but is he, is he just a, like a mob kind of a like, character like Jabba, or does he actually do stuff? Because... I'm assuming a melting blob of pizza just leaves a grease pool everywhere he goes. I don't. I don't know what he can do. Hey, I resemble that remark. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Is, is he Italian? <laughs> is he a mobster? Is that what I would say? probably guess he's Italian since he's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> just, just asking. Um, but I actually went with, um, and this one comes from Batman and Robin. And I know what you should is. immediately know what this. I know one exactly is. what this one is. But yes. <laughs> Um, I actually, and it, looking up like a worst villain was really, really difficult because I was trying to go more general and not like specific character. I was trying to go like, you know, if I was going like a certain character, not a portrayal of one. Oh, if it's portrayals, then that's a different story. But, but I actually went with a portrayal, not a character in general. Okay. But I went with. In particular, Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze. Oh, God. I mean, I agree that literally this is the one character probably besides, like, the Riddler, too. I feel like, it, I mean, Jim Carrey did a good job to a degree, but it was the, the way he was portrayed in that sense of that weird so, wackiness. If you don't know who Mr. Freeze is, look him up. Don't Seriously. look up Arnold Schwarzenegger, but look oh, no, up no, no, Mr. No, no, Freeze. No. But no, you need to look him up because then you at least get well, the idea. Look up Mr. Freeze first, and then look up Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze. <laughs> yes. But Mr. Freeze, for as far as a Batman villain, is a very tragic character. Yeah, absolutely. He's a Batman villain and very obsessed, very sadistic, very violent when necessary, and. Will do like like we've said like already in this episode, willing to do anything that it takes to save his wife from dying. Right, because I know it's a incur incurable disease that he's trying to fix at the time, and that's why she's cryogenically frozen. Right, and I know they they haven't found the cure yet. So, and in Batman and Robin, 
they portray him as this like goofy comedic one-liner campy like humor type character and it's it's just not well it, it, it's, it's just awful so it's just it's mr really dad awful. jokes <laughs> i mean i just think of like freeze freeze everybody <laughs> freeze big get pun. to the freeze mobile that's what you call him call him big pun um so you know just going through some of the stuff like although like in comics like he's teamed up with other villains before oh, yeah. but in the movie like he teams up with Ivy and Bane despite what their real intentions were right and no, yeah. their intentions were not his intentions and if you look at the character Mr. Freeze like he would have never signed on for that no i mean it would like the best i would say the best character that he would have went with would probably be like penguin yes and like in that respect well, think about it. I mean, if you think about like the, you know, cold weather, right? Because because he's always in a cold, dark, you know, places and things like that. And so, you know, with him being, you know, the way he is, I mean, he had a tragic kind of like upbringing as well too. But they they both have a like similar to right. a degree, you know. So he he teamed up with them so that he could get billions to continue his research. That was that that was the purpose. But like when you watch through the movie. Him teaming up with them like almost kind of made curing his wife secondary. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. And then you know, in the movie he explains like you know Ivy's coming on to him, and kisses him, and he explains to her like, oh your your pheromones won't work on me because of my cold heart. And it's like all she does is bat an eyelash, and and he's with her like. Yeah, no, and th- and that was the thing, like in the movie that they I mean, they have like completely like she wants to just take over the whole planet with plants, right? And he's just trying to save his wife, plain and simple. Like, and and no- he he just wants to cure his wife, and all of a sudden they they hatch this plan where he wants to freeze the entire planet, and I, it's like wait wait wait, you went from one extreme to the other, like. Yeah. <laughs> No, and I and I agree. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the '90s, like playing that character, I don't think was the best decision on their part because right. it, that is not who you should have chosen whatsoever for anything like that. So, like, and and being, you know, the the three of us here are are all married. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, as a person who is in love with a woman who's terminally ill in cryostasis. Who would like one hundred percent die if she was taken out of of that cryostasis? Right. As a character, like his number one motivation would be to ensure, like, one that she stays in there all the time, and also making sure that like nobody is like stealing her. Right, so he has to have some kind of security and some preventative manage- Sorry, preventative measures to make sure that like he was, you know, she was safe and everything else right. was good at that time. Um, finding a cure to healer, so she won't die, and then obviously obtaining money, resources, facilities, all that stuff. But like anything that stands in the way of these, like for him, like would be dead or out of the way without question. Right. And if the safety of his wife was in question, like. That's it. Like, it wouldn't be anything. But, like, there are scenes in this movie that just are 
so silly and so goofy, and everything left like everything left and right is just pun after pun after pun. Why are you being so punny? It's just it's really really goofy, and I just I can't. I, I can't take it. The problem is that <laughs> it's whole, so awful. So with George Clooney's version of Batman and everything else, like the whole thing is just skewed. Like it wasn't even. I honestly. Oh, the bat nipples. <laughs> yeah, I just don't understand like the movie itself. Like I think the, honestly, if they got rid of like that series and Val Kimmer, like they would have been fine. They honestly would have been fine. They they don't need to remake Batman for the fifteenth time. In my opinion, like I know it's not fifteen, but it's so many times now. You need to stop. Like, it, there's so many times you can also recreate Superman. There's only so many times you can do. Like, relax. Like, you don't need to recreate everything unless you're going to start doing what the MCU is doing. Actually, do something and make it more realistic in that universe. The more you keep recreating the wheel, the more it doesn't mean that you're going to get money out of it because that movie was just a spoof. Plain and simple. With Arnold, with Red Alert, or well, not, well, sorry, that wasn't with him. But with Ivy and, and everything else, like, it, it just, it honestly didn't make any sense. It, it, like, it, it, some some people, you know, sure, I could see, like, being those villains, but it's not, in my I opinion, mean, it's not the great. granted, Bane was kind of like, you know, they kind of played him out to almost be this kind of brooding dummy. Well, and actually, but he's wicked smart. Looking at how he looked... I think 100% almost legit. Oh, I but agree with that. He yes. was actually a pretty smart individual. And he spoke Spanish. <laughs> so he didn't speak Spanish in that movie. So I don't think he barely spoke at all, no, other than like, grunting. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't doing much of anything. But yeah, no, I agree. But I mean, granted, like in the movie, he was just Poison Ivy's, like, you know, brooding, you know, lackey, really, or like, you know, sidekick, whatever. Like, but Bane is himself, like, he, he's a smart individual. He owns, like, a basically like a cartel like he he does all these things like he's the leader like he he proves himself right in that movie like it's just saying oh, okay he was, you he know was like, ivy's sidekick basically yeah. in that movie yeah he's like hello george <laughs> you know everybody chill everybody chill get into the freeze mobile sorry <laughs> no all right so but that's my worst okay so i i have two i have one that is it's kind of hard, but I and the reason I'll explain why I think like out of the villains, like he's kind of on the lower totem, and then I have one that I think honestly, in my opinion, out of all the villains, is one of the best uh, out of all, and I'll explain why too. But I'll start with the the worst. Okay, so the first one I have is sorry, there was a there's a weird sound going on here. Um, was Red Skull. Okay, so I I say this because. In the comics, he actually does a lot more. In the MCU, like, granted, he has one movie, and then basically he's the protector of the Soul Stone. It, it literally limits the character. It doesn't really establish the fact that, like, in the, like, like certain series and, and comics, like, he was working with some of the, the best villains in the Marvel Cinematic, or just the Marvel Universe, and like, it really just downplays him. Like, it makes him, like, more of, like, a, oh, okay, I guess he gets transported. But we don't know that at the time when we were, you know, watching it. But, like, he gets transported, and he's like, well, I'm the, you know, the keeper of the Soul Stone. And I'm like, well, that's cool, bro. You're just some dude with a with a, <laughs> with a a weird robe on your head and just, like, telling people, 
okay, well, this is how you get the, the soul stone. He's like the guide. And I'm like, well, th- th- that's not really a job, man. That's just, that's stupid. It might, like, it doesn't make any sense to me, but, um, you know, in the movie, like in the first Captain America movie, sure. Like he, you know, granted, yes, he was a Nazi. Yes. Okay. Sure. But he was working, you know, towards that higher goal. I mean, he even was like, I don't even care about Hitler, which I was like, well, okay, whatever. Um, but it was weird because it doesn't really make sense on why you would basically get rid of a character that could have been a lot more, especially with the series, like, you know, with like, uh, when a soldier and stuff like that, he could have been a, maybe a behind the scenes, like doesn't really know, like Arnim Zola, you know, granted he was the one that was kind of like orchestrating the Hydra thing, but like he could have been more, but they, they, they really downplayed him. And I think it just did a really bad job on giving this guy a lot more to do because he could be, he could be a, a really good one, but like he could have worked with Thanos. He could have worked with some of these like other villains, you know, like Modok. I mean, actually Modok, I don't even want Modok was awful too. <laughs> no, I agree. But in my opinion, like MCU wise, like he just didn't do a good job. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like as what I would have thought if I was looking at like comics or, you know, uh, getting the whole picture of who we really was. Um, but what do you, what do you, I know you got something to say. What, what do you got? Nothing. You got nothing. Really? You, I, I swore you had something, but now you No. no, <sighs> fine. Whatever. I mean, I, I do agree with you. I mean, they, they used him in that one movie and then all of a sudden he just kind of became an excuse to not ever use him again. No, it, actually, it actually, I do remember that they were talking about that, the the actor himself didn't want to play him again. So they used someone different. To do that, which I'm like, well, then what the what was the point of doing that? You know, because they I'm pretty sure they used somebody else to actually portray him in that movie. I mean, I'm pretty sure they could use anybody I mean, to yes, do that, but, but I'm just I mean, saying. it just it just seemed like that kind of an excuse to be like, okay, well, we'll just put him, you know, there, and he'll just be the keeper of the Soul Stone, and well, we won't yeah. have to ever use him again. I mean, right? And it was just it was stupid. It was just like the one time villain that was it. Boom, call it a day. And I mean, granted, in the comics, like he was actually a lot more, you know, in a lot more different yeah. things in that sense. But so the best villain, in my opinion, okay, the Batman villain. What do you think it is, Matt? No idea. Really? Batman villain. Number one villain. You're probably going with Joker. You're 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 right on that because I was about to say something else, but no, yes, yes, you are absolutely right. So the reason why I say the Joker, okay, I'm pretty sure we can all agree on this, is the most sadistic, the most literally mentally insane villain you can ever see. He doesn't have a clear intention. He is so random that he even he the fact that he kills Lois Lane. And little, I mean, granted, Superman does kill him in a different timeline, but he he doesn't care. Like his his mind. I mean, granted, he might have a grand scheme, but it's all for fun and games. It's all for fun and games. There's no clear intentions. We don't even know anything about this guy, really. I mean, some people have tried to dive in a little bit. They can see like, oh, it might be this guy, but they don't know who he really is. So the fact that this guy has always been mysterious, he's always done things that don't have any intentions whatsoever can literally just surprise you on he's always the big grand gesture right he loves the big spectacles he loves all the the attention on him but he's one that i just feel 
is so interesting, especially with Batman, because even Batman says, like, without Joker, he doesn't feel that he's anything. Because without Joker and vice versa, like, they don't feel like they're, you know, they're themselves, you know? So if, like, one of them dies, like, he doesn't know what his purpose is, you know? And so with Joker, I mean, there's been some great portrayals of Joker, right? So, like, I know some people will say some of the best vocal, like, voices, like, to do it is Mark Hamill. I 100% agree Mark Hamill did the best impression of his voice. Hands down. If anyone wants to debate, come at me because I'd love to hear you. But he did an amazing job, and he did it so well, right? Because, now granted, he doesn't look like him, clearly. But, um, you know, I know you and I had this little debate. In my personal opinion, out of all the Jokers, Heath Ledger, I know we can, we can disagree, we can do whatever. I think Heath Ledger did a really amazing job on his way of doing what Joker was. My favorite scene when he did that was, hey, let me show you a magic trick. Okay, and he like says, hey, you know, pulls out a pencil, puts it on the table. He's like, oh, I'll show you. Let me, let me make it disappear for you. He takes the guy's head, boom, he disappears. And I'm just like, it, it, it was so random. And so like, but it, but it was like, that's Joker. Like he'll do whatever he can just to make it a point. And so, you know, he just, he's, I don't know, man. Like, honestly, he's just one of those villains that you, in my opinion, you can't compete with. It, like, there is no, like, backstory. There is no um, clear intentions. There is no nothing. Like, he's just random. And that's why sometimes villains can be, in, you know, good in that way, where they don't need to be having a clear set of, in, in motion. He might have a plan, but in, it, you don't know what it is until the very end. You know, and... He's just the creepy laugh, the the smile, you know, his signature and everything. Like it's he's he's worldwide famous. Like if you didn't know who the Joker was, I'd be surprised. Yeah, right. And I do think. I mean, obviously, when they first showed Jared Leto's version, I I, I I honestly was like, that is not the Joker. No, he's just some wannabe. But if oh. you if you look at how he portrayed, if he looked the part, how he portrayed, if he looked the part, uh, I, I think that would have been a different story. Listen, his neon whatever nonsense that he was, you know, his whole get up, his hair, his his suit, and everything like it. But that's the thing. If he if he looked the part, how he acted, that would be a different story. Okay, and that's if why you, if you take off the facial tattoos and you took off all of that stuff and you actually gave him a legitimate Joker overhaul, yeah, I think Jared Leto could have pulled off a legit. But uh, if I'm gonna go, I'm not saying old school, but I would say yeah, not newer, but I would say Jack Nicholson. Okay, he did a good job, right? He did it. He like granted he was like the the gangster, you know the you know, whatever he was trying to do at that time. But, like, he did a good job in portraying that other style of him of what he would have been like in, like, the 40s. I, and 50s I actually I actually go back to the old school. What, Cesar Romero? Oh, yeah. Oh, with his, like, mustache, like, you know, <laughs> painted on and or whatever the what – his, his voice and laugh for the Joker is just so, like, awesome. And, I mean, for the time, yes, it's it's not, like – Heath Ledger, or like anything on that level, but 
when you when you see like Caesar Romano's like pr- portrayal of him, like it's it's really really cool. Okay, well, I mean, who do you think is the best Batman then? sword subject i mean by far michael keaton okay see everyone's agreeing (laughs) no 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 no. but like if you said christian bale no 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 (laughs) people would be speaking right now his face is too narrow for batman but anyways michael keaton by far was was the better of the batmans by far but but no bat nipples that we talked about no (laughs) okay no bat nipples i I thought you liked george clooney's version (laughs) no but yeah, I although Batfleck is if he had a better opportunity on a better written movie. <laughs> yes, and if I, he wasn't I, part of that, yeah. I, I think he could have done a a decent job too. I would say as an older one. As a, like an older version of him, yes. I agree with that. I do. Um but yeah, I think uh I think we covered everything, bud. Yeah. And uh Greg, yep. we wanted to ask you what is we we heard actually we we were talking about a what was it an Instagram page or yeah what? yeah the the uh, images that I make so again to clear that up I don't actually make the games uh, I did download a program one time to try to learn how to code and make Game Boy games but I never went too far with it because I'm like this is you know this is on far my- ahead of what I'm capable of I don't have the patience for this. Um, but so I just I, I make just, you know, the images and basically leave it to the imagination. But the page is called Forgotten Nintendo Games and, uh, you know, pretty basic name for it. But, you know, it's games that we, quote unquote, might have forgotten about. They were either good or were horrible, depending on uh, who made them <laughs> <laughs> or what system they were on. Like I had. Kane from WWE had he had Kane the Big Red Machine's Big Red Game on Virtual Boy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot of red on there. Oh man! But uh, so if you were to pick a game system though from back in the day, which one is your favorite? Nintendo, NES. Oh, okay, because I was gonna say that I know there's multiple. We've oh, yeah. already established this, but we I just want to make sure what we're talking about here. Yeah, so. NES. Um, hey, man, what was that? When did that come out again? You always have to. Go, <laughs> you always have to go back there, huh? I just want to make sure you do. That's all. That's that. You know, you always gotta dig, <laughs> dig that knife in deeper and twist it a little bit well, more. I, huh? I mean, at least I didn't mention something about a double ARP. Um, <laughs> I'm, yep. kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Guys, right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But okay. So. But yeah, again, that's forgotten Nintendo games. Go ahead, give it a follow. Uh, it's it's fun time. I try to give little descriptions of the games too. Try. Sometimes I'm just like, ah, oh, here it is. Enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we do half the yeah. time. <laughs> all right, well, so thank you all for joining us. Do us a favor, and if you go on Spotify, take a moment to rate our show. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, take a quick moment again to rate us and write a quick review. Uh, again, your feedback does matter, okay, because we do appreciate everything that you guys do. Um, and, of course, we'll be back next week with our friend Greg Lesko chatting about music. But until then, stay geeky.